This is a true story. To find out what happens, what happens? when people stop being polite. Start getting. <laughs> Hey, I want to welcome everybody to another episode of The Real World. Thanks for joining me again this week. Um, I wanted to kind of jump straight to the point. I think we're in an era where we probably share way too much information online. Um, personally, I grew up in a space where there was no such thing as, you know, the internet as a platform that we see it now. In the 80s, if you wanted to call somebody, you had to look their phone number up in the phone book if you didn't know them. I had to leave a voicemail for you. I probably had to speak to your parents. Like It was a way different set of rules that we had to live by. Um, when social networking first became a thing, or at least when I first experienced it, the first thing that I had was a Black Panther page. I don't know what you guys were doing, but with Black Planet, it was basically one photo... It was some words that we scripted down, and I think I had the photo I had because my boy had a scanner. So we scanned the photos. Everybody just wanted to see how many people would like them, comment, drop off little notes, that kind of thing. Um, and if I'm honest, like it's just a way for college guys to get college girls. That's all we cared about. It was a few years before the next big thing took off, at least for me. I heard grumblings of Facebook. Um around the time that I got out of school. But what really brought me back into the space was MySpace. Now, MySpace was super creative at the time. It was originally designed to be a platform for musicians to kind of put out their music and to share stuff and for people to kind of get interested in what they had going on. But if I'm keeping it real, this was, again, another way for people of my my genre, my age group at the time. I think I might have been like 23, 24. Um to show myself off, give you a little bit of my personality, write some stuff, have some music behind it, and just share some of me so I could get to know you, or at least have you messaging me. So it was always a competition between me and my friends who could have the most people follow them, or how many pretty girls we thought like accepted our friend request and liked us back, so to speak. Um, even if you never really like hit on these women, because that's not really, I'm not, I wasn't an internet pimp, like that wasn't my goal. Um, I just like the attention. Keep it real. It was just like, oh, yeah, this shorty said, yeah, and this is nice. Like, I guess she doesn't think that I'm a total creep. So I think the next big thing to hit for us was Facebook. When Facebook hit, that kind of changed the game a little bit. Facebook made it more of a thing to share moments and not necessarily a single picture that you change every so often. Now, if you think about it, the big thing with MySpace was your profile page. You had one picture, probably music, maybe some stuff that you said, but it was always kind of generated around that one profile pic. Where on Facebook, your engagement was supposed to be within a network that you knew. Originally, it was only people that had, you know, college email addresses. So if you didn't have a college email address, you couldn't get in. Then, like I said, it was about moments. So now, hey, we went out of town. We now are living in the age of digital cameras, so I'm uploading the entire, you know, filmography of everything that we did to kind of give you a snapshot of my life. 
that was a big deal back then. There are photos that I literally don't have because, you know, like I wasn't keeping a copy of everything that I had that are on Facebook that I probably could download. But I've since, uh, if I'm being real, hidden them because they share stuff that I, it's just not valid to my current life. Like, I don't need to go back and look at ex-girlfriends that I had that were posted on it or whatever. And they don't need to pop up now because I just don't need those problems. So we move from Facebook to Twitter becoming the big thing. With Twitter now popping off, you had, you know, roughly 150 characters or less to make a point. Now people are deciding that, you know what, I want to share at a higher frequency than I've ever done, especially on Facebook. So as people are putting out more tweets more often, you had a sense of I'm sharing more about myself because I don't know what else to talk about, especially if I'm giving you what is considered a micro blog. Because of that, you had these communities kind of spring up and these kind of groups that kind of hung together. Black Twitter still pop into this day. Like, if you keep it real, Black Twitter jumps on stuff first, last. It's there to defend people, get at people. It does whatever. And it's a community that's sprung up specifically because of Twitter. All of these people have millions of tweets. I think I might have like a few thousand. Like, I've never been a big tweeter. But that was certainly something that's helped move our dynamic where we share way more information about ourselves than we ever did previously. I I feel like the last part of that equation was Instagram. When Instagram popped off, I think I was my first friend um, to download it. It Kind of, I want to say late 2011. At the time, I didn't have many friends on it or people that followed me. But it just seemed cool to kind of look and see what celebrities were doing or different brands that I feel like I associated myself with that I liked. And because of that, it gained a massive following. So now people are posting different things that they're doing all of the time. Like, hey, look at me. I'm out here on this boat. I'm popping bottles in the club. I'm doing all of this stuff that's showing you what parts of my life that I want you to see. That was a huge turn for how people decided to share information because it wasn't just like the polished, hey, here's this one photo that I took with my, uh, with my digital camera out of like 50, but let me just give you everything that I got through tonight. And now that I'm thinking about it, the last part of the equation was probably Snapchat. Snapchat changed it all. I know that Instagram kind of bit Snapchat's wave and took their storm, but the truth is, When they implemented the whole, you know, we're going to allow you to post things that are going to last for 24 hours. It's secure. You know, it's person to person, but you only have a certain amount of time to like post these things because they were videos. That was a game changer. Now people are posting their thoughts. People are writing all kinds of things. So between those things that I've discussed. Probably the, the, the advent of the blog, like the blog becoming a big thing. Everybody became a blogger in like the late 2000s. There was no more semblance of privacy. You got an era where we share everything now. The good, the bad, the ugly shit that you probably shouldn't even share. And you have people like Tyrese come out sharing various parts of his life that everybody wishes he would just keep to himself. As a member of like the Brown Skin Brothers... I know people want to put me in the light skin box. I'm not trying to trade him for, 
I don't know who's brown skin, but if he was light skin, nah, you can't get Drake or Steph Curry for Tyrese. Tyrese is staying with you. Sorry, Michael Blackson. Funny joke, though. But this is the stuff that I'm kind of talking about. I know with my own life, I tend to share things, but what I share is very specific. And I try to, if I'm being real, keep a lot of my private life to myself. I don't know if that's because I grew up with a, um, a family full of women who women talk about everything all of the time. It kept a lot of confusion going. So I feel like the more I keep private to myself, the more I can control the narrative and keep that confusion and stuff down. Or I don't even know if like I keep it real. I always go back to this one incident that happened to me when I was in the ninth grade. Crazy story. Early my ninth grade year going into high school, there was like this 11th grader that sort of lived in my neighborhood. She lived in the next neighborhood over. But we had a class together for whatever reason. We had two. We had government and we had a French class. We had like French too. I thought Shorty was cute. So I remember on the bus, I'm like, yo, politicking with her. Like, yo, what's up? What's good? Like, you know, blah, blah, blah. Somehow I convinced this girl who's older than me and who I think is fine to give me her number. So, of course, me being hype, I tell my friends, like, yo, yeah, shorty gave me a number. Like, I'm hype. Now, doing some immature guy shit, my friends talk about it. They say different things. It gets back to her. And I remember we had a class, like I said, a government class that was at the end of the day. For whatever reason, the teacher goes out and leaves us in the classroom. Maybe you had to go to the bathroom. Maybe you had to take a, a phone call. I don't know. When he left us... For some reason, that shit came up. And to this day, I'll never forget the words that came out of this girl's mouth. Darrell needs to keep his motherfucking mouth shut. Whole class went crazy. I'm sitting there looking stupid. And from that point on, I was just like, you know what? I can't tell people shit. Because <laughs> when I tell stuff, I get played and I lose out. So that's probably why that's, if I'm honest... I'm the way that I am to this day. We're all kind of like, you know, an amalgam of all of our experiences and how we've grown up and the different things that we've gone through. And that being traumatic as hell would be something I didn't want to repeat. So I say all of that to say, I probably should post more things with me and my family or me and my girl or me and my friends. A lot of times, if you look at my Instagram page, it's mostly like me playing basketball or some meme that I thought was funny or post about my podcast. I very rarely post different things about my life. And I don't know if that's right or wrong or if that's engaging enough, but I haven't really figured it all out. I think when I tend to think of social media, it's kind of like a facade. People show you what they want to see as the best version of them, or at least the best version of the experiences that they're going through. Personally, I don't show you what I'm going through. Everybody that's seen my Instagram knows I probably have a lot of sneakers. Yes, I, I have an addiction. Um, I buy sneakers to play ball in, like three or four, like I swear I buy like three pairs a year, uh, just for me to run up and down the court with. Because as a grown-up, I can't really rock them, and I don't really wear basketball sneakers anymore, especially since jeans have now become tighter around your, your ankles. So because you don't have that space, 
having those heavily padded collars just doesn't seem to work out well for me. So I'm not really wearing J's and stuff like I used to. But that's just my own personal thing. But I say all of this to say, I'm trying to figure out what works and what's cool for everybody and not just myself. Am I supposed to show you when I'm at my worst, when I'm going through something, so you see that that's real life? Like the worst thing I probably experienced over the last few years is that I lost my grandmother. I didn't post um, me crying or pictures of her funeral on my social media. Like I think I posted a few photos of her, uh, certainly like of better times when I'm like, hey, like my granny was great. But that's kind of it. Like I didn't allow people to kind of come in and see me at my worst. Like when I'm going through stuff, I don't post shit that I think is, you know, just frankly, like not me. Like I'm going through something. So like, yeah, like I don't have anything happy to post about. I had surgery on my ankle like a year ago. And I remember posting about that. And I'm like, this shit sucks. I don't want to do drugs. I hate being in the house. This is what's consuming my mind. So I'm going to post that. But even that, like, is that okay to do? Shout out to Odell Beckham Jr. who does the same thing. I see my man with his walking boot or doing stuff about rehab, but he's an athlete, so I get it. He's also a much huger personality than I am. But this is why I'm trying to figure all of this stuff out. When I'm dealing with the stresses of life or bad decisions that I make, am I really obligated to show the world me at my perceived worst? Or, again, do I just act like nothing's bothering me and just keep doing me. Keep posting shots of me making one hand free throws or one hand three pointers or, you know, doing dribble handoffs and a spin move just to say that I'm like, oh, I'm nice at basketball. Not nice, I'm decent, but more a shooter at this point in my life. So I'm trying to find that happy medium for myself. I hope that everybody else has kind of figured it out for them. I say all of this to say, I don't want you to be Tyrese. Um, I don't want you to be any of the number of people who've done this social media thing wrong and done a lot and said way too much when they didn't have to. Uh, I feel like a few weeks ago, I talked about the Kevin Hart thing. He didn't owe the world an apology. I get it that he was trying to jump in front of somebody extorting him, but there's probably got to be a better way to do that. Ultimately, I want to see everybody live their best lives and kind of figure stuff out, but I don't have all of the answers. So I'm just talking to my people to see if we can kind of come up with something together. This week's Hater to Love It, I have quite a few hates, and I don't even want to sound like a hater. I'm not really a hater. That's not my personality, but mad stuff happened in the last week that's been mad annoying, and because of that, I'm really hating on that shit. Um, I hate, hate, hate that the news keeps playing tricks with me about Donald Trump and whatever his ties to Russia happen to be, like if they're real or not real, I don't know. But is it too much to ask for for them to just go away, don't tell me nothing, and come back when you really have something? Like, I don't want to hear the little bits and pieces that don't move the needle, or you make that sound like it's breaking news, but the truth is it's not breaking news, it's nothing, because nothing's going to happen. Stop telling me. I know it took Richard Nixon three years to get basically um, almost impeached, <laughs> where he had to resign, but that was a three-year process. Yes, the news moves faster now. Things move a lot more swiftly because of the way technology works, and I get all of that. 
Holler at me when y'all ready to do the do. I don't want to know anything else. I'm tired of it. My heart can't take it. I want to see this man get, you know, impeached, but it's not going to happen right now. So don't come out. Basically, don't come and holler at me until that's ready to happen. Signed, you know, concerned American. Something else I hate this week. Um, and again, I hate to so- I hate to sound like that dude, and I'm sorry, but I hate all of this free meek stuff. And I'm gonna say this first and foremost. Again, I wish that this brother was not in jail. I feel like what he did isn't a technically an offense that you should spend jail time for. Yes, he's in jail. He violated probation. I get all of that. I wish he didn't do that. I don't think that we should jail people for a number of reasons. And so certainly I don't think this is one of them unless you really do violent crime or you're kind of menace to society kind of thing. But my beef with it is not with him. It's with this whole movement. Why can't we as black people galvanize around other issues that are way more important? We're caping for a celeb right now who, frankly, he has the means and the wealth to kind of help get himself out of this in a way that we can't do. The public voice isn't going to change anything. But the fact that he has a great lawyer, he has some, you know, some friends that are in power, that will do a lot more for him than we ever could. So I'm going to say this again. I think that all of the stuff that he's going through is bullshit. I wish it didn't happen to him. But we as a people need to find better things for us to focus our energy on and to stand behind. We always do this where it's like, whether it's OJ, whether it's somebody, celebrities seem to get this kind of support. And for what? Are we supporting Ray Ray down the street the same way that we support Meek? Are we supporting anybody the same way that we caping for people? Like if you're not doing this for family members, because you might think your family member isn't shit and probably done some really wrong stuff. Does that mean he should get the time that he got? Are you making those same complaints that he had, you know, probation for what you thought was an unjust amount of time? He doesn't have the means to actually pay the, the cost associated with being on probation and can't find a job. So now he goes back to jail. Were you protesting about that? If you're not doing those things, this is my beef. Why are we picking this battle for somebody else? So again, I'm going to say this. I hope that man gets through this. I don't want to see any guy, anybody locked up. Black, white, Indian, I don't care. I think that the criminal justice system overpenalizes certain people, especially people who have either are of color or who don't have the financial means to, to buy themselves out of it. But this just isn't the issue that I want to stand behind. And the last thing I want to hate on this week, um, can we get past Christmas before, or sorry, can we get past Thanksgiving before we start pushing heavy on Christmas? I haven't bought a honey baked ham, some cranberry sauce, and anything, and I hope the honey baked ham gives me money for my podcast for the shout out. But I haven't spent money on anything Thanksgiving related, but I've seen all of these things about Christmas already. Yo, I don't want to see Santa till December. I'm pretty sure you're not even supposed to put your Christmas tree up until after Thanksgiving. Yet, everything that I'm seeing right now, yo, we got free Black Friday sales. We trying to get this money. You need to buy this gift. Chill. We got plenty of time to spend money and help the economy or help the the ailing businesses that can't seem to get people to come into the stores to buy stuff to give our money to you for some shit that we don't need. We do this every year. I'm 36 years old. I'm going to keep it all the way real. I probably have everything that I need in my life in terms of, you know, actual possessions. What the fuck else do I need? 
got the house, got the car. Like I got, you know, the jewelry that I would actually wear. I think I have a decent watch. Like I got earrings that I don't even wear anymore. What do I need? Maybe I could update some shit. Like, you know, the styles have trended to be slimmer. So maybe I need a slimmer cut sweater. Eh, it's debatable. I never was wearing big sweaters anyway, but this is what I'm saying. Why are we pushing people to spend money each and every year? And it's not even like the holiday time yet. Mad annoying. I know I shouldn't hate on that, but I do. I wish that was better, but this has become the cycle where we're pushing people to spend money all year round now. Um, let's get to some stuff that I love because I, I hate being such a hater. I love my family. I probably don't do enough stuff with them, um, but I definitely appreciate them. My goddaughter had her third birthday party this past weekend. And usually my goddaughter's like, okay, hey, Uncle Ralph, it's nice to see you. I'll hug you. But I ain't really trying to rock with you. I'm going to go like, you know, either play or I'm going back to play with mommy. You're cool, but eh, not really my cup of tea. This has generally been the extent of our relationship all three years of her life. Her older sister loves me to death, will do anything with me, loves when I come around. But for some reason, um, Sunday, big time change. I don't know if she could sense that it was something wrong with me or that maybe my energy was off. But this little girl brightened my day because I had a hell of a week. And for whatever reason, she would not let me get out of her sights. It was like, hey, pick me up. I'm doing everything you're doing. We kicking it. You and me today. I know I got to do this stuff. And I got the family here. Got my little cousins here. We all running around. But I'm with you today. Even though she's a three-year-old. And again, she'll never notice. That meant more to me. Especially given the week that I had. Than she'll ever know. So, uh. I got to give a shout out to kids being something special. Um, I love my little goddaughter. Uh, love her older sister. Uh, they are the children that I currently don't have. Um, unless I have a kid out there that I don't know about. Shout out to my first episode where I had that crazy like voice message. But you got to go back to listen to that. Um, something else I love. Uh, I feel like my circle of acquaintances is getting smaller. Now, you might ask me why I think that's a good thing. Personally, I used to be the guy who I was cool with everybody. I wasn't talking shit to everybody, but I was cool with everybody. You know, like I wanted people to like me. As an only child, I wanted to make a lot of friends. So I wanted to have stuff that was outside of my house that I could always do. One of the biggest differences was I started to realize that, you know what? The way that I consider friendship and the way that you consider friendship are two totally separate things. And if you're not reciprocating the friendship that I am, maybe we're not good. We're not, maybe we're not the friends that I thought we were. Now, I know that that might suck and that sounds terrible, but it's a good thing. You should be around people who honestly have your best intentions at heart. And that doesn't mean you're not going to agree or you're going to have an, an, a moment where everybody agrees on something. Your friends are going to still do fucked up shit to you. But at the end of the day, you know they have your best interest at heart. I can literally call my two best friends 
one of who will not pick up the phone to save his life. Um, but if I get to him, I know that I can talk to him about anything. And he always has my best interest at heart. I can say the same thing about my other boy. He's much more likely to pick up the phone, but you can't leave a voicemail because his, his voicemail is always full. But again, he has my best interest at heart. I know these things for a fact. There's no doubt in my mind. So I like the space where I'm not trying to be cool with everybody. I don't wish any ill will on any of the people who aren't in my space anymore and we don't really rock. But I guess certain things happen for a season and for the time that you were in my life or whatever we were doing, I'm very thankful for it and how it helped me grow to be the person I am. But I'm also thankful that I can now grow and do something different and be in a better space. So shout outs to them. I hope they, you know, they're doing well. They're having the lives that they want. Maybe I wasn't the friend that they wanted me to be either. So I won't put that all on them. It's a two-way street. Last but not least, um, I want to shout out to all the people that have helped me or kind of given me advice on this adventure. Like I look at my podcast as an adventure because I've seen so many different iterations of it. I've gone through, you know, a few different um, album covers, we'll call them. Uh, I've had all types of equipment. I've had all types of iterations of how I want to set up episodes. Like I've just done a lot of stuff. And I really appreciate the support that anybody has given me. First and foremost, I want to give a shout out to Yari because Yari actually bought me my first mic. The reason she did that, I had an idea for you know the last year and a half where me and a buddy of mine were going to have a podcast. All I wanted us to do was just to get on here, talk that talk, say some cool shit, blow up and do something else with our lives. Didn't know what I wanted us to talk about, how I wanted it to go, but I certainly wanted us to do something. Well, the way life happens, that didn't happen. So I kept talking about it like, man, I wish I did this. Man, I wish I did this. And until she bought me that microphone, I probably would still be talking about it almost a year later. So you got to give a shout out to her for that, because without her, I would not be 32 episodes in at this point. I also want to give a shout out to all of my friends who helped me like experiment, recorded with me, giving me advice, listened, shared all of that stuff. I literally could not do any of this without any of you. So I appreciate all of the support that you've given me because however big or small it was, it means something. You don't have to do it. You don't have to listen. You don't have to give it five minutes. You don't have to give me advice. You don't have to listen to beats. You don't have to look at uh, different artwork. You don't have to do any of that shit, but you did it off the strength of just trying to support me. So thank you. Um, I've taken way too much of your time today. Uh, I try to keep these short and sweet, but being that this is episode 32, uh, I hope everybody has a great week and I'll see you next week. We out of here.